2: is something that happens in life, it happens in sports, and I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively.
0: This is where sports talk gets real.
2: That word, playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids.
0: And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jenkins.
2: Today's gonna be a huge game in football, it's gonna be really exciting, and the winner's obviously going to the Super Bowl in two weeks down in Tampa. And wouldn't that be interesting if Tampa beats Green Bay and plays the Super Bowl in their home stadium? what a bummer that the pandemic's going on for a variety of reasons. But from a sports-selfish perspective, if Tampa Bay won and then they had the Super Bowl in their hometown, how strange would that be to not have that many fans? I know they're letting, which the NFL's doing a great job, they're letting healthcare workers into the game who I believe have been vaccinated which I think is an awesome thing. Yep, And that's gonna be a wonderful, wonderful thing for all those people. I know I got my second vaccine this week and I'm feeling pretty good about that. So hopefully a lot more people are gonna get vaccinated as the days go on. So today we're gonna to talk about two things, mental preparation and visualization. You know, they talk in, in sports about the importance of mindsets. You know, I've been a sports psychologist. If you listen to this show, you know I've been a sports psychologist in my 40th year of work, my 30th year here at Sports Radio, or or my 30th year of radio uh, consecutively here in Kansas City, my 20th year at Sports Radio 810 WHB. Our shows are podcasted around the country. No, there are several stations in Florida that rebroadcast this show the following weekend on the radio stations, and the show's podcasted all over the place. I talk about a lot of different things when it comes to sports psychology, about mental health, about mindsets. But being that today you've got two of the three biggest football games of the year, I want to get into the importance of mental preparation. Marco's going to join in with me as we talk about this, but we want to take your calls. One of the things I want to hear from today, if you're a coach, how do you get your team mentally prepared for a big game, or for any game for that matter, but especially for a big game? there's something you do mentally to help them get relaxed and focused one of the things I'm going to get into is visualization And if you've listened to my shows over the years you know that I've been a tremendous advocate of visualization forever I didn't know what visualization was until I went to graduate school in the 1970s and in 1977 in the fall I took a class called sports psychology from dr. Robert Nidefer, which got me started in my career he wrote a book called The Inner Athlete, and, and I went down to the beach. The cool thing about being in school in San Diego is you get to go to the beach if you want. That was my only class that day. I went down to the beach and read that book cover to cover. And I knew right there, this is where I wanted to go. And one of the things that I was very intrigued with was the whole idea of visualization, seeing yourself do things before you, you played. I was a tennis player, and quite frankly, I choked a lot under pressure because I, I wanted to win so bad and so i put pressure on myself and i was thinking about the score and thinking about the results if i was you know if it was the match was 3-3 and i'm down love 30 i'm like oh i better not lose the next point well boom i lose the next two then i'm down 3-4 so mindset plays such a key role this week i had a client in my office and his father and i were talking about visualizations his son's a baseball player and he uh, forwarded an email to me uh, with comments by Tyron Matthew, the Chiefs All-Pro Safety. And it's very interesting, because I've never met him, um, but I've listened to him talk before. Very, very bright young man. He obviously has grown tremendously in his career. He's had his share of issues younger, and now he's you know, become really a, a great team leader, uh, someone <clears throat> who advocates really proper preparation. And I'm going to read a few quotes from him which I find very interesting and intriguing that I want to get into today. Visualizing me believing in every play my coach dials up. Visualizing celebrating with my teammates. Visualizing an interception to start the game. Visualizing communicating with my teammates so they can make a play. Visualizing a big pass breakup. Visualizing a big tackle in the open field. And I found that very intriguing coming from him because this young man, I've listened to him speak in interviews, and he talks about how he goes home during the week, takes film of the opposing team, watches the video at night of the opposing team after he's been at practice all day, and then visualizes himself in these situations. And so to me, mindset, mental preparation, how you get prepared mentally play such a key role if you've ever listened to this show before you know one of my great quotes that I like to use is my great uncle Hurst Jacobs the winningest trainer in horse racing when he died in 1970 sports is the greatest theater in the world everyone knows their part but no one knows what will happen And his son my cousin Tommy re-emphasized that to me many times sports is the greatest theater in the world everyone knows their part but no one knows what will happen and I've sort of taken that and made up my own follow-up from that is You can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with the stronger mind will be the one who'll come out on top. So I'd I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach, you're an athlete, how important do you find visualization to be? Do you visualize before you compete? Do you see yourself in the game, in the contest, in the athletic event? Doesn't matter what it is, what the sport is. Do you see yourself on the volleyball court, in in the pool, swimming a race, hitting a baseball, shooting a free throw? How important is that in your preparation? I know I work with several NFL players, actually some that are playing today, and we've talked about this. This is part of their routine, getting ready. I know last night they were listening to my relaxation visualization exercise, and one of them, in fact, listens to it before games. When he gets to the stadium, he'll be listening to it today before his team takes the field. He says it really helps him relax, gets him in the right mindset and focus. So I want to talk about how important mental preparation and visualization is, and Marco's going to join in in this conversation in a moment. If you are a coach, if you're an athlete, do you visualize before you play? And what do you do mentally to prepare for that game, especially the big game? So Marco, you've been around sports a long time, just like I have, although I'm a lot older than you. Um, (laughs) What do you think about this?
3: I think that it's uh, a key thing for any athlete going into any game. I think uh, it's a way, you know, it's, 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 you have those that want to look over the play, want to look over plays. You want, every player has a different way of preparing, but getting to that mental aspect, putting yourself in the position, putting yourself. I like, I like, I like that Tyron Matthew visualizes uh, the plays before it happens because you kind of have to. You got, I mean, that's what practice is for. You practice the plays. There, you're putting him. He's putting himself in the situation already. So when it happens in the game, he's ready for anything. He's well, ready for anything that happens.
2: Exactly. And and here's the other side of that. Two weeks ago, our show was about confidence, and I talked about how learning how to deal with failure or negativity or screwing up builds confidence. In fact, we had a caller who called in. His name was Phil. And uh, he said, I was teaching people how to, I'm not going to use the word, but you know, you're going to fail. You're going to screw up and you have to bounce back from that. In the sport of football, you're going to make mistakes that happen. Nobody, I don't, I don't remember a quarterback, starting quarterback who completed every pass. So how you deal with failure is important. How important is mental preparation? How important is visualization? I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the sports psychology hour.
0: This is the sports psychology hour.
2: I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization Dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development, our priority is to help bring back the fun
0: into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com radio. That's winnersunlimited.com radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com radio.
4: Let's be honest. The National Symphony may not be in his future, but he wanted to try violin. So you said yes, because you love him. And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more about keeping your kids safe in your vehicle at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
5: Hey, Dad. How do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do?
6: Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step. But you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org.
5: What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards?
6: Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council.
5: Olivia,
2: from Washington. Laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while.
4: Roger, from California. I'm grateful we could afford our son's surgery. I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel, from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car
1: to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals.
7: Donna from Louisiana. The storm just hit, and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but
8: filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
0: This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
2: Today's show is about this. It's about the importance of mental preparation, as as such that you know. As I mentioned earlier, our shows are rebroadcasted a number of stations around the country that during the week and then podcasted. I guess forever, on a number of apps, SoundCloud, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, here at Sports Radio 810 WHB, and my website, winnersunlimited.com. I talk about mental side effects, mental preparation, mental issues, but the importance of mindsets. And perhaps today, as much as ever, you know, the, the media make a huge issue about the teams and the, the, the sidelines and of course you've got four great quarterbacks playing today. Uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, two, two of the you know obviously best quarterbacks in NFL history. Obviously Brady may be one of the best of ever and then here in the AFC side uh, here a little bit biased in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes if, who is on target to possibly being you know one of the greatest ever. And Josh Allen, who's right there as well. I mean, you, you cannot overlook a young man like him the way he's played and come along. All four of these quarterbacks are great players, and they're leaders, and they're the people who are in charge of, of the offenses, but they are yet one person on the field out of 22. And how everybody gets ready is so important. So I'm talking about mental preparation today, and I, I'd like to hear from you if you are – An athletic participant, if you're a coach, if you're an athlete, doesn't matter what the sport. Do you visualize before you play? If if you're playing golf, do you see the shot before you hit it? If you're swimming, do you see yourself touching the wall and finishing before you're done? If you're playing a basketball and you're shooting free throws, do you visualize the shot going in the cylinder before you shoot it? If you're kicking a football or you're a field goal kicker or punter, do you see the ball going where you want it to go? How important is visualization? If, you, if you're a major league baser, any level of baseball, and you're a pitcher, do you visualize the pitch before it comes in? You're a hitter, do you see it? You know, we've talked in this show forever about great athletes who will talk about the importance of visualization. David Fries, a few years ago, played third base for the Cardinals in the World Series when they beat Texas. And in Game 6, Cardinals were down 5-3 to three in the bottom of the ninth to Texas. Losing three games to two. Freeze comes up with two guys on base. He gets a triple, ties the game, and then an extra inning hits the home run that wins it, goes to game seven, hits a double in his first at bat, and they end up winning. He's the MVP. After game six, he was asked, What were you thinking before you came up here in the ninth inning? And you're down zero balls, two strikes, one strike away. From losing the World Series, you grew up in St. Louis, you were a Cardinal fan growing up, you got drafted by the Padres, then you got traded to the Cardinals for your boyhood hero, Jim Edmonds. How did you handle that? The pressure. He said, well, I wasn't thinking about that. I was focused on trying to get the barrel of the bat through and making contact. 1993, the Chiefs won a playoff game against Pittsburgh Steelers at Arrowhead Stadium, the first game they won the playoffs in in forever. And Nick Lowry, who, my former co-host who worked with me for the last thirteen years he played, kicked the game winning field goal in overtime. He was asked to run out in the field with a few seconds left to try and kick a forty one yarder. As time expired, he missed it. He didn't have time to set up. Marty Shot and Harper couldn't decide, should we run out of the play, kick a field goal? Nick, run out, go. He didn't have to, he just had to run out and kick it. He missed it. But they went in overtime and he drilled a thirty two yarder. And afterwards we talked about that. He's talked about it on the show. He said, you know, I don't expect to miss anything. I go out and kick. But if it happens, I've got to see what I did wrong and be ready for the next one. You've got to have a short memory. When you make a mistake, you have to have a short memory. And in sports, that's where preparation comes in. So I'd like to, if if you've played sports, if you play sports right now, do you take the time to visualize? Do you take the time to get mentally prepared? And what do you do to get mentally prepared? You know, you've got these two football games today, both in the afternoon. You know, normally NFL games, most games are on at noon or at three. You know, the first game is, I believe, at two o'clock central time. The second game is at after five here in Kansas City. You know, that, that's an adjustment to players' schedules, too. They're, they're used to a routine. And now they're playing, you know, different times. A five o'clock game is, is an odd time to start. Okay, normally it would be a seven o'clock night game or twelve or three. So how the players get ready for that's important because they have to go through their routine. So I'd like to hear from you, if you're a coach, what do you do to get your team mentally prepared? See, I think there needs to be a consistent routine that you go through in your mindset, how you get ready. No matter what time the game is or the, or the competition is, how am I going to get mentally ready? So, Marco, when you played sports when you were younger, did you have any type of routine you used?
3: Superstition uh, routines. I'd put my left sock on for my right one. No, but um, yeah, put it, getting getting focused every game. Um, I didn't. I not, not necessarily didn't have uh, the call map back then, but um, <laughs> wait, I would.
2: Wait, but the, the Dr. Andrew Jacobs sports psychology visualization exercises were around.
3: No, no, they weren't. <laughs> they weren't either. They, they, we gotta get. We gotta get you an app for the for these high school kids because. It's mostly just you know the typical playlist. You 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 have your songs that you go through. Um, had to play Beyonce's Halo before every game to get fired up. But what sport? Soccer. Okay. It's got me prepared for soccer, and I wasn't necessarily a didn't have the skills to play really. I went in just wanting to have fun, and I knew going I knew going in playing that I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't good as any as the rest of the players, but I had a role to do, and
2: well, hold we, on hold on. You knew you weren't as good. What does that have to do with anything?
3: Knowing your role on the team and doing and to kind of do your job uh, mindset, I guess. Because um, I knew what I had to do for, I knew what I had to do as a player to help the team out in the ways that I could. And so I guess that uh, knowing knowing my job and knowing what I had to do before each game, going into them and just being ready to do what I have to to do what I have to do.
2: Okay, because when because we're gonna focus on that for a okay, second. Because yeah, yeah. when you say, you know, I'm I'm not as good as the other people.
3: It's not a it's not a, it's not a down it's not a down put towards myself.
2: Well, but when some people do that, yes, that is. So that's where it's like, how can I? It, okay, maybe I'm not as talented as some of these people, but how can I be the best I can be today?
3: Yes, yes, that's yeah. right. Yep, that's it. That's okay, it, yep.
2: So that's what it takes. And so t- for me, and that's where preparation comes in. You know, we you talk about. and let's take shooting a free throw, okay? Okay. Because I've worked for years with basketball players. I was KU's first sports psychologist back in the 80s, and I worked with the men's and women's teams, and we worked on free throw shooting. In fact, we led the Big 8 in free throw percentage, and uh, Calvin Thompson, who played on the team, will always have the Big 8 record because there's no more Big 8 for consecutive free throws. He either made 31 or 32 in a row. I can't remember exactly, but we had a routine that he would use step up to line visualize the shot going in the basket step up then he get the ball do his dribbles, breathe and shoot. It's the same thing I, I work with kickers on mm-hmm. with pitchers on with with hitters on doesn't matter tennis players, golfers take the time to visualize the shot before you do it. If you're a wide receiver visualize like Tyrone Matthew in, in that that text yeah on, on the tweet he put out there okay he visualizes the situations I saw last last week he made a great play. Uh, intercepted a pass from Baker Mayfield. And afterwards, I listened to him, and, and he said, that was one of the things I knew. I knew that route. I knew what happened. So I knew where the ball was going to go. And, it, it, and and quite frankly, when you watch that play, you could see he already knew what was going to go on as, as, as he intercepted that ball.
3: He looked like he kind of tricked Baker Mayfield. He said, you know, what happens if I take two steps away from the receiver and going back? It, it, it almost looked like he purposely went away from Landry to force Mayfield to pass the ball. Yeah, and and
2: I think that's where visualization comes in. I'd love to hear from you today, okay? It's two big football games going on today in the NFL. And if you're an athlete, a coach, how do you visualize? How do you prepare mentally for those games? doesn't matter what sport you play. doesn't matter what level you're, you're at. How important is mental preparation, and do you utilize visualization? Give me a call. Let's talk. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports
0: Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
2: I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization Dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development, our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports.
0: If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com radio. That's winnersunlimited.com radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com radio.
7: one in three adults has pre-diabetes one in three that means it could be you your football buddy your football buddy or you your best man your worst man you your dog walker your cat jogger while one in three adults has pre-diabetes with early diagnosis pre-diabetes can be reversed take the risk test at do i have pre that's do i have pre Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners.
1: America, your children
7: have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives
1: by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council.
4: Let's be honest. The National Symphony may not be in his future, but he wanted to try violin. So you said yes because you love him. And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more about keeping your kids safe in your vehicle at nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat brought to you by the national highway traffic safety administration and the ad council
5: hey dad how do airplanes fly what's in this box can i touch this where does sand come from is this tree good for climbing what happens if i mix these two things together how are babies made what does this thing do
6: Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org.
5: What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards?
6: Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council.
0: This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
2: Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week talk about the mental side of sports as i said our shows are rebroadcast throughout the country in a number of stations they're podcasted on apple itunes soundcloud spotify here at sports radio 810 whb and on my website winnersunlimited.com and today's topic is mental preparation and visualization and being that today we have two big football games there are three football games left in the nfl this year the afc and nfc championship games today and then the super bowl in a couple of weeks It'll be interesting to see after these games today, and I I thoroughly enjoy listening to interviews with players and coaches after games, throughout the the couple days afterwards, especially right after, when they're asked, you know, what happened? How did you do it? And inevitably, there's always somebody who will mention something about visualizing I was prepared, I I practiced it, I watched tape, I saw it, I knew it was gonna happen. It was something in my mind that I went through. And I'd love to hear from you if you are a coach, if you're an athlete, how important for you is visualization and mental preparation in what you do? And do, do do you use visualization? Is that something you utilize in your preparation for games? You know, I've shared how I've worked with so many athletes in all these different sports, And one thing I haven't really talked much about, back in the 80s when I was the Olympic uh, cycling team, sports psychologist, worked with the cycling team for eight years. I accompanied the team to the 84 Olympics where we won nine medals, hadn't won any in 72 years, and was at two world championships, or actually three, uh, in Switzerland in 83, Italy in 85, and Colorado Springs in 86. And one of the things I did with many of the cyclists who worked with me, we went through a whole mental preparation routine. Preparing for everything that could go wrong, as well as for everything that could go right. And with many of the cyclists who rode on the track the, the, at the velodrome, a number of things went wrong, and they were prepared for it, and that helped them get through it. In fact, one young man who's been on the show before, his name is Steve Haig, won a gold and silver medal, said, the visualization that we went through really helped us deal with adversity when it came up, so we didn't freak out, we had a game plan. If you're a coach, do you... Teach your team how to visualize. Do you do anything with them? If you're an athlete, do you have a mental preparation routine that you use to get ready to play? I'd love to hear from them. Let's go to the phones. Let's see what Geraldine has to say. Geraldine, good morning. How are you? Hey, Dr. J. How are
8: you doing
2: this morning? I'm great. Excited for football today. Yeah,
8: big day in Kansas City, huh?
2: Yes, it is. Where are you calling from?
8: I'm calling from North Carolina. Oh,
2: wow. Thanks for listening. Back on the East yeah. Coast.
8: Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Wanted to talk about mental preparation. A uh, great topic, especially for today. Um, you know, and a couple of a couple of different things that I found are effective. And then want to hear your take on it. Um, but, yeah, I think one of the things in mental preparation, I know you were talking about visualization, which is a really powerful tool, Um You know, one of the things that my son is a college football player uh, and is now a a Special Forces Green Beret, so he's always dealing with or has been dealing with fear, right? Um, And one of the things that I've worked with him on is, you know, to feel the fear, but do it anyway.
2: Um, Excuse me, what what do you mean, feel the fear?
8: And feel the fear. Well, you know, the anticipation, the, you know, the butterflies, the, you know, the nervousness, the, you know, apprehension that you might have uh, going into a big performance. You know, obviously, that's that's kind of carried him well, jumping out of a plane at 35,000 feet, um, doing a halo jump, but when he was playing college football, um, you know, don't don't let the fear intimidate you. Don't let the, um, the worry, the concern of maybe making a mistake, um, not playing up to your capabilities. Um, you know, geez, it's a big game. You know, um, what, if, what if I don't perform? So basically embracing that and, um, and doing it anyway. If, so, if, I can,
2: if I can interject and ask you a question there, you just said something that, that intrigued me don't let the fear get in the way and Absolutely. I th- I, I, yeah and I think that's that's essential if you have fear what does that do to you psychologically adrenaine as well as physically
8: yeah so you know fear is probably one of the the biggest impediments to performance if you if you don't know how to deal with it properly um, because that goes to the the whole, um, you know, psychological, physio- physiological component of it because it actually makes changes in your body. Um, so, you know, embracing the fear, I think, is, is one way of dealing with it. And I think a component of that is to think about how you'll deal with a setback. And I know you've talked about that a lot. And yeah,
2: yeah. In fact, in fact, just, just to interject, a couple weeks ago, my show was about self-confidence and how learning to deal exactly. with failure and losing kicks in. Because if you can handle that, then you're not afraid of it. Um, there you
8: go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, in fact, I mentioned Absolutely.
2: earlier, we, we, had a, we had a guy call up who said I was teaching people how to be basically losers. And it, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing how it's what some people think. But you,
6: Absolutely. I
2: mean, you know... Uh, Josh Allen isn't going to throw a completion probably on every pass. Patrick Mahomes isn't. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers—they're going to throw interceptions. They may throw incompletions. It, right. You know, they don't want to, but, what, but it could yeah, happen. So, how you come back after that is so important.
8: It, it's so important because you know how they deal with it. You know, do 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 you think Patrick Mahomes making an incomplete pass carries over into the next play? Absolutely not. So you know, think about how you're going to deal with the setbacks, and and I think that is a tremendous uh, factor, and ties in exactly what you were talking about. You know, the dangers of underconfidence, but but also the importance of having that supreme confidence where you're able to put that in the viewed manner and just go forward.
2: You know, along those lines, last year. The Chiefs were down twenty four nothing in the first quarter in the first playoff game to Houston and came back. were up up twenty eight twenty four at halftime and won that game. A, f- a few years ago in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady was with the Patriots. Was down to Atlanta twenty eight to three at halftime and came back and won that game in overtime. So,
8: oh, you know, I'm from Boston. I know that
2: play. <laughs> oh well, if you're from Boston, you probably do. Sorry about that. We, you know, we're not we're not uh, New England fans here in Kansas City. But anyway, but but here's my point. You know, both of those those individuals. Didn't freak out. Didn't lose it. It's like okay, let's obviously. Yeah. In, in fact, last week I watched, for the first time, video. They showed the to, to the or ten of the greatest comebacks in sports, and they showed that Chiefs Houston game. Um, and they had video of the sidelines, which I'd never heard before because I was at the game, and it was interesting listening to to especially Mahomes, just positive, upbeat. Let's go next play, next play, next play. That's the same, same thing I talk to people about all the time. You, you know. The game's not over till the clock says 0.00. The match isn't over Absolutely. until till the gun sounds. Absolutely. The match isn't over until you've lost the last point.
8: Well, just imagine them in the locker room, and if the mindset in that locker room was, you know, geez, we're down, you know, I don't know how we're going to make you know that difference of, no, it wasn't that. It was you know one one touchdown at a time, you know one first down at a time. It was it was totally positive. There is such a small difference between winning and losing.
2: We've got about a minute left here for our break, Carolyn. Let me ask real quick. You see, your son's in special forces. He's jumping out of planes at thirty-five thousand feet. Does he get scared about that?
8: <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Uh, yeah, that's you a pretty know, scary does, thing. But he deals with it. I'm a, he he confronts
8: steady. it. He does he does halo jumping, which is you know the high altitude. He is scared every time he goes up there, absolutely. But but he embraces it and he does it anyway.
2: Well, that's that's exactly what I'm trying to get into. Listen, thank you so much for your call from North Carolina. I really really appreciate it. Great comments this morning. Stay safe and. Uh, Enjoy watching these games today, if that's what you're choosing to do back in North Carolina. Well, thank you very much. Okay, take care. Thanks for your call. Okay, that was a great call. I'm talking about mental preparation, visualization there. Her son's in special forces, jumps out of a plane at 35,000 feet. Not many people do that, and she said he's scared. I mean, wouldn't you be? Okay, but he's embracing it. So that's the thing. I think you have to embrace what you're going to be confronting and, and not be scared of. If you're scared of it then that throws up barriers physically and mentally. All right, visualization, mental preparation. That's what I'm talking about today. I'd love to hear from sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This
0: is the Sports Psychology Hour.
2: I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs as a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive, realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development. Our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports.
0: If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com slash radio. That's winnersunlimited.com radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com radio.
9: Brought to you
7: by the Ad Council and its Pre-Diabetes Awareness Partners.
5: Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do?
6: Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org.
5: What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards?
6: Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council.
0: This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
2: Good morning, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here every week. Talking about the mental side of sports, I want to thank that great caller, Gerald Lynn from North Carolina, calling in the show, talking about mental preparation, visualization, which is the topic today. So this is our last segment. I'd love to hear from you. If you're a coach, I'd love to hear from a coach. What do you do? I know our show is on early on Sunday mornings in Kansas City. It's rebroadcast around the country. What do you do to get your team mentally prepared to play a game or an individual athlete, especially if it's in a championship game, the pressure's on, you win, you go on, you win you win the championship, you lose, you're done. How much emphasis do you put on that and how much do you focus on what they're doing? Here's the deal, and this is this is something I've worked with athletes on for my 40 years of work. And I, I you know, when I started in this profession, nobody heard of sports psychology, basically. In fact, when I interviewed here in Kansas City to work at four of the local schools, one of the athletic director at one of the schools told me, quote, I don't believe in hocus pocus and witchcraft, as he threw his cape around his neck and walked out of the room. I was like, oh my God, really? Okay. The mental side, and, and, and now, sports psychology is a hot topic everywhere. I see all kinds of people involved in this profession at all levels as I said earlier one of the quotes I've used forever it's on my website you can have two athletes who are physically the same but the one with the stronger mind will come out on top how do you get a stronger mind mental preparation and visualizing success and failure in your preparation to me is the key you know you can be in tremendous physical shape you can be the best conditioned athlete out there but here's the deal if your mind isn't there in the right place, you're screwed. You're not gonna do it, it's not gonna happen. And I've seen it. I've seen athletes and and I've had many, many, many athletes over the years call this show and comment. I'm gonna go back to the show I started, or I did the day before Labor Day last year. I began my 40th year of work the day after Labor Day last year in 2020. I had a number of callers from people who've worked with me over the years and at the end of the show, we had a high jumper named Paul Titus call the show. Paul was a, my very first job was at the University of Kansas track teams. Back in 1981, I got hired by Car, Carla Coffey, the women's coach, and Bob Timmons, the men's coach. And Bob Timmons, I, I, I love that man. He was one of the greatest people I've ever known. He, they, 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 both of them gave me a start. And Timmy, as we, we love to call him, was so open-minded to, to letting me work with the athletes. So Paul Titus was a senior high jumper who had never jumped seven feet. The last meet of his college career was the Big Eight Outdoor Championships in Norman, Oklahoma. And we worked throughout the year on mental preparation and visualizing. And Paul called the show and shared this. He was very high-strung, very energetic guy, wanted to jump seven feet, just like these teams today want to win these the, the AFC and NFC championship games but we talked about visualization and we talked about relaxing and focusing on himself. And he went through my, real I have this relaxation visualization exercise. They're on my website, winnersunlimited.com. You go to the store, I have these several exercises called 20 minutes of athletic success for different sports and a generic one for all sports. But we went through the relaxation exercise. It involves a breathing exercise, a muscle tightening and loosening exercise from your head to your feet, a confidence-building section, and a visualization section. And we went through that exercise, took him through it. Then he went out, and he ended up jumping seven feet for the first time in his career. Then he went at seven foot one and a half, I think it was. And then he he, he was done after that, got third place. We won the ended up winning the Big 8 title, in part because of his performance. And he came on the show and talked about how visualizing, preparing and having the right mindset helped him. Because we went through in his mind feeling that. In fact, we were out in the infield when he was jumping and six, eight, six, nine, six, ten, and 11, all those heights he cleared it on the first attempt and high jumping you get three attempts at each height. And then we're sitting there and he looked at me, he goes, Andy, I'm at seven feet. I said, yes you are. Just keep doing what you're doing. Boom, he went out there and cleared it by about an inch and a half. Never done that in his life. Last meet of his career as a college athlete. Why? Because he was relaxed and focused. For years, Tom Gordon worked with me. It's public knowledge. Tom's been on the show many times with me. He had the major league record for 54 saves in a row. No guarantee when you go out and pitch that you're gonna get a save. 54 saves in a row. Because his mindset was visualizing, focusing on the next pitch. Like I said, Nick Lowry, my former co-host, worked with me for the last 12, 13 years of his career. When he retired, he was the most accurate kicker in football history. He visualized each kick before he kicked it. He would see it before he kicked kick it. He wasn't thinking, if I make it, we're going to win. If I miss it, we're going to lose. What do I have to do to make the kick? The mental aspect becomes more and more important when the pressure's on, especially because you have to go inward. It's like our caller, Geraldine mentioned about her son. He's in special forces. He's jumping out of airplanes at 35,000 feet. Not something many of us will ever do. You know, you've got breathing apparatus on. I mean, that's a pretty scary thing. But if you're afraid of it, then you're going to probably have trouble. But if you embrace it, okay, this is scary, this is hard, but I'm going to do it. I want to do it. You go after it. That's why the teams that are left playing today have four great quarterbacks who are all going to embrace the situation, I'm sure. You know, Brady and and Aaron Rodgers, you know, let's face it, they're as good as it comes. And here in the AFC, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, the the two best quarterbacks in the AFC. I know some people in Cleveland may argue Baker Mayfield's one of them too, but let's face it, Patrick Mahomes has proven his value and Josh Allen as well. So that leadership, that calmness, that ability to focus under pressure is a key thing. And so to me, obviously these teams, the four teams that are left playing today are all good. The players are all very, very successful. They've, you know, in being a, a Kansas City resident and being a lifelong Chiefs fan, obviously, you know, I've watched the Chiefs since the first game ever. And through the ups and downs as a fan, and also privately working with over 30 players, you know, this is one of the things you see and you listen to when you hear athletes talk about success and failure. They've seen it. They will see themselves in that situation, like the the tweets from Tyrone Matthew that I've mentioned. He visualizes himself in all these situations. So mentally, he's already been there. And that is such a big part of success. You know, who knows who's gonna win today? We'll, we'll know tonight, and when this show's rebroadcast, you'll all know who won. But what will be interesting will be the interviews and the comments from the players and coaches afterwards about how they dealt with the pressure, how they saw themselves doing what they needed to do. And I think that will tell the story because like I said, you can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with the stronger mind will come out on top, and the stronger mind, to me, has a lot to do with the confidence you develop, has a lot to do with your mental preparation and visualization, what you focus on, how you deal with distractions, and then the attitude you take in. The attitude has to be what's in front of me, not behind me. I was, I always like to say, uh, one of my, my, my philosophies as I like to look out the front windshield not the rear view mirror what's in front of you learn from what just happened but grow with what's in front of you if you take that approach you will have a better chance for success hope you've enjoyed the show today like I said our shows are podcasted on soundcloud apple itunes spotify also here at sports radio 810 WHB you go to the uh, excuse me podcast page Click on additional programming, you'll find my show. Go to my website, winnersunlimited.com. The shows are podcasted there. Hope you've enjoyed what we've talked about today. Stay safe. You know, we're still in this crisis with the pandemic and everything. Take care of yourselves. Wear your mask. Do the things you need to do. Enjoy these games today, and we'll see what happens and see who's playing in the Super Bowl in a couple weeks. If you want to reach me, you can get a hold of me at my website, winnersunlimited.com. Send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. You can reach me at my office at 816-561-5556. Follow me on Twitter at DRJ Psych.
0: Have a great week. Stay safe. Talk to you next Sunday. You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com.
2: I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development, our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports.
0: If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com slash radio. That's winnersunlimited.com radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com radio.
8: and the Ad Council.
5: Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do?
6: Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org.
5: What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards?
6: Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady and the Ad Council.